going to apologize beforehand. We're about to have a very shot episode of the podcast. This is the 108 Stitches <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, the energy coming into this podcast, definitely going to be all over the place. <laughs> We're going to be bouncing around. It's going to be... It's going to be a time, and I'm very much looking forward to this. We just got back from a tournament. A Frisbee tournament, that is. Less than an hour ago. And we said, hey, let's record tonight. Yeah. So here we are. After playing numerous games of Frisbee this weekend, Six, we are sitting actually. here in our studio, play not play, uh, recording a podcast. <laughs> in our studio. LOL, my room. We're in the studio. <laughs> yeah. We got the microphones going. And here we yeah. are. Okay, so we hope th- you're doing well. Wow, that was shot. Okay, so for this episode, we're gonna uh, we're gonna recap the second half. Yeah, the recap. We're gonna take a look back. Maybe feel some nostalgia. We're gonna feel some love. We're gonna feel some anger. We're gonna feel it all tonight. Yeah, it's it's uh, or not maybe not tonight, but whenever you're listening to this podcast, could be the day. Are you okay, man? Dude, I'm just <laughs> not my. I'm not filtering what's in my mind right now, and no, I'm just you're not. saying. Yeah, so no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we're going to recap the second half like we did the first half recap, which was our first episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Would you look at that? Now that the season's over, we're just going to talk about the second half. We're not. We're probably going to miss a lot of things. Maybe there's a specific moment that you're thinking about that we don't touch. Let us know on the pod. Uh, not on the pod. On the Instagram. Well, Speaking of things and moments on the Instagram... Hey, plug the Oni Boys at the Oni Boys Instagram, but also stay tuned because this week we're gonna have our first. And all, we're gonna have our first bracket back. Oh my Moment gosh. of the decade. Do you know how excited I am for this? It's gonna be a lot of fun. We did the seating bracket the other night in our hotel. We had a group of the guys from the frisbee team help us out with it. A lot of fun. A lot uh, of great debate. We, th- was this? This was all your idea. Yes. This was. I wanted to do this. Honestly, a lot. I've had this idea. idea since like September. And I've just been like, I want to do this when the season now ends. Now that the decade is closing. Yeah, now the can, decade's closing, I wanted to do it. I'm like, you know look what? look back at there... the last 10 years and actually uh, actually see where, like, what the uh, top moment was. Th- this came up a lot uh, last night. But, like, it's crazy how much the game has changed in 10 years. It's yeah. legitimate. Like, when we were talking about Galarraga's almost no-hitter, that led to so much. Perfect after- game. Oh, yeah, perfect game. But it led to so much yeah. afterwards. Like yeah, where some of the some of the seating, first off the random generator, some of the seating, there's gonna be upsets for sure. Oh, absolutely. But I'm excited for that. We were first going like, what had the longer impact? Mm-hmm. Like Galarraga's almost perfect game. Peter made a great point. Can't believe I'm saying this. Peter made a great point <laughs> that if it w- if it was just a perfect game, it wouldn't have gone far. It like. It wouldn't have been as significant, but because it wasn't a perfect game, that's what made it significant. Yeah, like you don't Just, you don't see me going around talking about Philip Humber's perfect game in 2012 or right. anyone or Matt so, Cain. So if Galarraga had a perfect game, you know, you just talk about oh yeah, he had a perfect game. Yeah. Another guy who dropped off, you yeah, know, off the face of the earth after that. I'm also still sick. In case you didn't I know. was a little sick. Saturday, I was really bad. I had a lot of head pain Saturday, a lot of sinus pain. Saturday, not going to lie, after playing that first game, I thought I was going to be able to finish the weekend. See, I, I always knew I was going to be able to play, but, like, my head was bothering me a lot. There would be points where, like, I would actually be in, like, physical pain up here, and I'd be like, oh, shit. But then, like... I think I woke up this morning feeling fine. Like yeah, not, no, I, not fine, today, but better. today was a lot better than yesterday. It must sure. have been those blue motorcycles that we had. Yeah, those were those were different. If man. you don't know what a blue motorcycle is, we didn't know what it was until last night. We got it at a gas station. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's and it said this on the can. Think of a Long Island iced tea, but with a tropical burst. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was a pretty good description. Yeah, not gonna be honest though. I'd even like, I didn't even feel any type of effect after we drank that last night. I really didn't either. I think it's because I still couldn't breathe through my nose. Yeah. And that was like taking up my focus. Yeah. And the facts. bracket too. And the bracket too. Wow. So we're going to talk about the second half recap today. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we, we, we've said that a couple of times and we just haven't. All right. Let's do it. Talk so, about blue motorcycles instead. Anyway. Wow. What a, what a, what an intro to. This really, really crappy start of the second half. 
Yeah. Wow, the mood just changed because we know. know what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so obviously. Sorry for this depressing start. Yeah, by the so, way. I mean, at least we're getting out of the way. Yeah. So oh. right after the All Star break, right in the heat of the summer, Angels got a no hitter right after Tyler Skaggs' death. Yes. And like all very significant. All of the stats that led up to that were like. Yeah, I don't know what the stats were off the top of my head, but like it had things to do with like Skaggs' number, Skaggs is like something to do with Skaggs' high school stats. Like it was all over the place. Yeah. Like all these numbers. And it was just I think like, his mom had to do with one yeah, of them. Yeah, his too. mom had to do with one of them. Like these numbers, if you get the chance to look these up, because they're literally like insane. It, I I know when all the when all these numbers came out, like it was very mind blowing. But in general, the no hitter was very significant. Like yeah. that was crazy. It was really cool. It was one of their first games back in Anaheim too, right? It was their first game back in Anaheim, I think. That that's crazy. Yeah, because it was it was on his memorial, I think. I can't confirm that because I don't actually. Yeah, that. I could be wrong, but I think that's what that happened. It was one of the first games back in Anaheim. It was one of the first games of the second half, if not the first game. Yeah. And yeah, like you you know, they may be close to Hollywood, but they can't the they can they can't get the best Hollywood writer write that script. Was that no in way. the sixty four bracket? No, but I really think it deserves a spot. It does. We'll have to have an executive meeting before the bracket goes up and plop Maybe it take somewhere. one out, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when we were doing this last night, Connor was actually like, Hey, like are all the stats about Skaggs is no hitter in there? And I'm like, well, no, because I, cause I, he said the stats, and I'm like, why would I just put the stats in there? But now that yeah. we're talking about the no hitter, I might swap out something. Yeah, I think but you should. We have to sit down and yeah. discuss. We'll, we'll look at it after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about the trade deadline because that was yeah. the second thing that happened in July. The trade deadline. What's well, it? let's look at it this way. The let's look at the playoffs because. You make trades to get to the playoffs. For the most part. For you, the most you part. You either make a trade to want to go to the playoffs or you make a trade <coughs> to rebuild your farm system. Right. But there's always somebody, usually to rebuild your farm system. You're someone away, big has to go away. Someone yeah. big has to go away to a team that's in contention and then they send you their prospects. Yes. So that's how that works. So let's look Thank at you it. for describing how a trade works, Will. Okay, so <laughs> let's, I mean, we can talk about the two people that were in the World Series first. The Nats, what did they do in the trade deadline? Do you know if they did anything? And I they think they, very, they upped their ball pen a little bit. They upped their bit, ball pen, yeah. But not, no that they, sig- not that that translated no, to anything because they were still bringing Corbin in. Yeah, Corbin was still pitching in the World Series out of the pen, so. Yeah. There was no big significant move there. Um, let's talk about Granky because that was big for the Astros. Mm. That was huge for the Astros. I mean, I mean, uh, here's the thing. he didn't helped. put he didn't put out great numbers with his time in Houston, but like he's still that that's still a formidable three. You know? And he pitched the game of his life, Game, game Seven. Game Seven was the <laughs> game of his life, and he got pulled too early. If you want to hear more of our takes on that, go listen to the previous episode. Wow, we don't plug it well. There's a there's a lot of good World Series takes, but yeah, Granky pitched well Game Seven playoffs. Other than more that, than were well. very iffy, but. And even his time in Houston, I mean, he pitched, he pitched league average when he went to Houston, you know. Yeah, which but I don't have any complaints. That was about. huge. I remember, I was at work, and I saw that notification. I instantly became depressed. It it got that trade got confirmed like three minutes before the deadline too. Yeah, I was like that deal so came sad. together like nothing. I was so sad. It like, it was almost to the point where it, where it was like past the deadline. I felt like, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I got instantly sad knowing that that would really translate to <coughs> excuse me. But we'll see. But you have Castellanos on here. What a big oh trade for God. the Cubs. He actually popped the heck off. I mean, listen, the Cubs obviously fell apart in September, which you hate to see, but Castellanos I think he's just He's not, obviously not going to make a whole lot of money in free agency this year, but he's going to make a lot more than he anticipated when was anticipated to make. Yeah. Like that that's huge. Speaking of free agency, I just want to bring this up real quick. Okay. Steven Strasburg opted out yesterday. That was huge. <laughs> that's very When we do our free agent special, yes. 
we'll dig into that a lot more. That was insane. Just because you just made me think of that. Um, but Castellanos, question for you, Will. Yes. How much more money does he get with his time, like with the Cubs? Like he had great numbers with the Cubs. How much more money do you think he's gonna get than he deserves? Like, let's say he played with the Tigers and then put up these numbers. He goes in free agency and makes fifty million over X amount of years. Does does he get more money now that he had a great second half with the Cubs? Or yeah. Of how course. much are we thinking? Like, what's I mean, a, what's a basic contract for Nick Castellanos? I just I want to know his contract before. I don't know if I can put out a specific number, mm-hmm. but for sure, it it won't be a too big of a change. It was only half, but look at CC Sabathia. Mm-hmm. I mean, CC was good before he went to Milwaukee. Yeah, but CC's second half was insane. Carried I, I carried the say, Brewers into the postseason. I that can't year. say that Castellanos. Then Shane Victorino hit a grand slam off of him, but wow, what are you gonna do? Castellanos didn't do the same for the Cubs. No, but he tried his hardest to. He did, and he really popped off. So he's going to have a significant increase. I could see him making around sixty to seventy-five million. I think if yeah. it's the closer to seventy-five it gets, the more overpaid he's going to be. I don't know where he's going to end up. Find out on the free agent special for that one coming soon to your headphones. But <coughs> yeah, Cassia with, with Luke BH. If we can get him, I'd love that because he did say on his episode he'd like to do that. That'd be awesome. So that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, Nick Castellanos, great second half. An average player overall, I think. Hits lefties very well. A great trade for the Cubs, even though they couldn't really amount it to anything. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, didn't see this one happening. He Um, went to the Reds. Is this the down of his career now? Not not so much. He's still young. Only 28, 29. He kind of sucked ass when he was on the Reds, though. Yeah, I mean, he's a proven pitcher, though. All-star. Can get 200 strikeouts. The dude is a little wacky in the head. I'll give him that. Oh, for sure, dude. But because like you think the Yankees try to grab him? I mean, maybe Trevor Bauer says when he hits free agency, which I don't think is this season, but next season. Yeah. He said he wants to play out every deal he gets on a one year deal. Yeah, that's not going to work out for him. Honestly, it could. Because here's the thing. He I don't know if he's not going to make as much money. But, like, it gives him an opportunity to get a job, too. Right. But well, he's not guaranteed anything, obviously. It's I, on he's, the, he's making more risk on the other than anything hand, else. Look how long it took Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, who are way better than Trevor Bauer, to get a job. And I, I know it's different. I know it's different. It's a lot different. But if, if Trevor Bauer is looking to get one-year deals, what like, all these guys got extended this offseason. To avoid that happening. But here's the thing. You can never have too much pitching, number one. Yeah. Example of a guy that doesn't deserve to get a deal but did was Matt Harvey, who got $11 million and was ass for three seasons and then continued to be ass. Everyone needs pitching. So if he takes the one – if he does take this one-year deal route, like he said, like, it could work out for him. I think he's obviously going to make less money in in the long run, but – We'll see. Um, and then Marcus Stroman. Okay. As a Met fan, you know this damn well. I didn't want to see this trade happen. No. They announced the trade, and I'm like, oh. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, happened. oh, they just gave them the house. Like, this was the dumbest trade they could have done. But looking at what they gave up, I, I was fine with it. Like, Anthony Keyes. He gonna, thought they were going to give away some serious dudes, right? Yes. I thought we were talking, like, top-tier prospects. But really, they weren't. Anthony Anthony Key, who was one of the guys that got traded, well, he's like at best a number three starter on an okay team. Yeah. The guy that kind of concerns me in that trade was Simone Woods Richardson. He's 18 years old. He's got a very high ceiling, but like he hasn't translated yet. So he could come back to bite, but nothing's like set in stone. But anyway, that trade in retrospect, Stroman didn't pitch bad with the Mets. He pitched yeah. average. I, I, I don't really have much to critique on him because... He pitched when it mattered. Like, he had a couple of good games against the Nationals when the Mets were hot. Hey, like, and the Mets, the Mets were in it to the very end, too. So. They were. But then they go breaking my heart like always. <laughs> it was a fun run, though. It was fun. But, yeah, Stroman, we have him for next year. I'm excited for that. It gives the rotation a little bit more depth. Let's talk about this for a second. You didn't put this in the notes, but that whole trade with Puig 
and Reyes, I think. And that was also with Bauer too. That was yes, dude. Time. Indians shit the bed. Indians fall apart. Yeah, that was insane. They the Indians were in it, but then they tried to push with that trade and didn't didn't happen. You know, I I give them credit though because they didn't have any outfielders, and then they went out and got two okay, marginally good ones. Yeah, like Puig is Puig, Puig, good player, lot of baggage. Yeah. Reyes just hits five hundred foot home runs and hits like two forty. Right. So you take what you get with those two guys. Now let's talk about some rookies of the second half. Rookies of the second half. Let Let's save Bobochet for last. Okay. Because I have a lot to say about him. Aquino, man. That run he went on. Like, he got called Legendary. up for home runs. He had a three-homer game in, like, his sixth or seventh game. What? He he made it on the list of the... He His home run streak did make the uh, moment of the decade bracket. I It's it's very obvious it's not going to win. Yes. But, like, it did make the bracket. Like, that, yeah. that was a bigger impact than I think people think. Because this guy, 11 home runs through his first 16 games, like... Yeah. And I think... He ended up with like 12 through 20. Don't quote me on that, but like very good. I think he's going to be more of a fad though. Yeah. No, I think that. Too. I think he got lucky. I think it, it's hard to see these guys do that and then say they're going to consistently do that for the yeah. rest of their career. Unless he makes adjustments. I think he just got lucky because people didn't know him. Right. But cause hopefully also, we're wrong. Also, I don't think he was that big of a prospect either. So. Mm-hmm. For him to come up and just do this, like either he figured something out or pitchers are going to figure him out and he's toast. Yeah. In the toaster. Oh, okay. Um, I'll move my foot. Okay. <laughs> um, you just you're, bashed into my foot. That's why. Yeah. I'm trying to stretch my legs out. Well, that's what I was tired, doing. Um, Not a lot of room in the studio, Will. No, there isn't at all, actually. I mean, you were done Alvarez, man. So... Jordan did get called up at the end of June, but it's worth noting that most of his production was done in the second half. Yes. Jordan, oh my goodness. AL Rookie of the Year. Yep. Far and away. For sure. The dude hit over 300, had almost 30 home runs. A very formidable force in that Astros lineup. I think, I really think the Astros got it good with him. The only thing that kind of peels back his overall baseball player abilities is that he's not good defensively. Yeah. But he's got the bat. Which is why he was DH. He's going to... This is going to be a bold statement I'm about to say. Is he going to be like the next Big Poppy? Is that what we can expect out of him? I know that's a very tall order. That one home run he had? But just direct comparison. Like, that's the first person that came to my mind. Yeah. I mean, he could. If he keeps... Like, I think he's a good enough hitter to where... If pitchers figure him out, he can adjust. I think he's a good enough hitter to do that. But he really showed this second half that he's very legit. I mean, rookie having that big of a role in the World Series, Mm. let alone the whole playoffs. In the playoffs, he was shit, though. Yeah, he was. He was shit in the playoffs. He he bounced back in the World Series, though. A couple dingers. Was getting on base. So that's good for him. I like that. Yeah. I do think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Now, let's talk about Bobachet. Bobachet's dope. Okay. Next big First shorts thing, up of the game. That one post that I made about Bobachet, that's our most viewed post ever on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. Um I can I can probably tell you what's second. Remember when uh Daniel Nava's Grand Slam got posted. Yeah. And it had that like, also got over 2,000. That was very early on. That was very too. early. That got over, I think, 2,000. But don't quote me on that. I can check real quick. Yeah, but, please check. But Boba Shett. Yeah, you, you go first. So Boba Shett, absolute machine. What was it like? His first nine, ten games, he had an extra base hit or something like that. Yeah. Like, he was on a sick run. Him, Guerrero, and Vigio are all going to be the cornerstones of that Blue Jays franchise for years to come. I think Bobachet's the next big superstar shortstop. I I think he's really got the tools to be a great player. He's only twenty, right? Twenty twenty one. He's still very. Uh, young. Yeah, no, he's very very young. He's Sorry, I was looking at. So it's Bobachet first. Uh-huh. The second is what we posted for Tyler Skaggs. Ah. Uh, the third is what we posted Christian Yelich. 
did a practice round for the home run derby and like broke the yacht. Remember that? Oh like, yeah. And then Christian Yelich just didn't do the home run derby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and was Matt weird. Chapman had to take the one seed and absolutely shit the bet against Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Um, but yeah, so Boba Shett, he's going to be sick. I think he's going to be very good. He's going to be in his prime. I think he could be top five shortstop in the league. Really? Yes. I well, I'm here to make bold statements, and that's what I think is bold. He's gonna be a top five shortstop in the league in his prime. So give him like six. How seven good years. are the Blue Jays gonna be in a few years? Here's the thing with the Blue Jays: they have the three cornerstone guys. They do, but other than that, they have nothing. Vigio, uh, Vigio, Guerrero, Bichette. They really don't have much other than that. I'm not sure what their farm system's like, but from what I know, it's nothing great. Yeah. It's nothing really to write home about. No. But, no. I mean, they just got to get some pitching. They, I wouldn't say next year. Within, like, two or three years, I think they can really try to make something. I, I, I think the uh, AL East is going to get very interesting in, like, four to five years. Because, like, yeah. you got to figure the Orioles are going to get good at some point because they have so many high draft picks. They'll pull an Astros. The Rays are always going to surprise you. The Red Sox and Yankees will always be the two powerhouses. And I think the yeah. Blue Jays, once they figure it That's out. That's a good division. Good. It, wouldn't it su- could be a good division. Here's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me at some point within the next five to six years, or maybe seven, if we want to push that envelope, to see all five teams in the AL East be over 500 for a season. That's nope. doable, but like that's downfall in the other part of the league. Yeah. And also, it happened in 2005 in the NL East. Fun fact. The Orioles, well, the Orioles got to step up their shit, bro. Well, the Orioles are still in the dumpster, but... But, sorry to your friend. Sorry, sorry to my buddy Shane. I know he's gonna listen to this too. I I think he I think he's caught up on episodes now. But yeah, the Orioles they they're still in the dumpster. But they're cli- I don't think they're climbing their way out next year. I think they're gonna like start looking their way out. <laughs> but then eventually they'll hop out of the dumpster, and then they'll start getting a feel for things and start running. You know. I think it's gonna. I happen. think it's three. I think it's two to three years before they. Yeah. Like Sooner here's the thing. Later. This year, this coming year, I think they'll be like Adley Rutschman. Is he going to come up? Not right away. No, but I think I like, don't think I don't think this year. September call-ups, maybe. Well, rosters change. You can't have four. Oh anymore. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, the rosters are going to change, so you only can do one guy. That's so or stupid. a couple. I'm not sure. I'm not off the top of my head. I got to relook that one up. But yeah, I don't agree with that rule either. But I, I don't think he's going to be called up this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's trying to crack the opening day roster 2021. Because he was, he was drafted out of college, so like yeah. his bat is there. So For sure. Yeah, the Orioles, I think this this coming year is going to be like 90-something losses. They're not they're not going to hit the 100. They're not going to lose more than 100 games. They'll be no. like eight at like the most, the least losses I, they should have, they will have. That. This year? Yes, hold on. I'm really no, not going to no, no, no. right now. The, they're not going to. They're not going to have a hundred losses, but they're, they're not going like to have. They're not going to have less. Wait, no, they're not going to have. They're going to lose between ninety to a hundred games. Yes, that's what I. Sh- that's what I'm trying to say this year. Do but you then, think eighty and ninety? What? Between eighty and ninety games. Ninety to hundred. Ninety to hundred. Because like, still not that good. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go out and sign Garrett Cole. <laughs> No. <laughs> so. We have our own opinions on that, too. Yeah. Angels, baby. Wow, um, we really drifted up. This started literally talking about Boba Shet. We were just like, yeah, the Orioles <laughs> are in the dumpster. We are, um, we, we addressed that this was going to be a shot episode, and it's already yeah. got the makings of that. Um, So let's talk about this now. Do you remember the Marisnik and Lucori? Yeah, that was a big deal. That was like... The first legit baseball hit we've seen in a while. Yeah. Like, that, I that literally knocked out Lucroy for weeks. Like, a lot of people will say that Chase Utley to Ruben Tejada, which still burns an agony in my head because yeah. I don't like Chase Utley. That, people can, that's a slide, but Marisnik and Lucroy was a hit. Like, Buster Posey type hit, you know, where yeah. Posey tears his ACL. Lucroy got hurt from that too. Yep. He he came back though. Yeah. But like. But not on the Angels, right? What teams he on now? Oh, crap! I can't think of it off the top of my head. He he did get traded somewhere. Cubs, I think. Yeah. I'll say that. I off the I top of my head, I think it was I really, the Cubs. I really, 
cannot tell you off the top. No, of my that head. was crazy though. And, I, and then the Angels retaliated too. Yeah, they did. They plunked him later on. And I mean, right, and then they plunked him. Then it was over, you know. Yeah. Which that I, was crazy though. That hit caused a lot of controversy, but uh. Hey, the Reds Pirates brawl. Yeah, the Reds Pirates brawl was a big deal. Because um, I just remember I, uh, you sent me John Boy's video. Yes, I did. And just that was so. If you haven't watched that, please go watch it because it's so funny. It's a full analysis of this brawl. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Uh, but yeah, no, that brawl was pretty insane. That was really the only legit brawl of the season too. And the first, mm-hmm. I see the first brawl in a while. And here's the thing. I don't condone the violence, but I love baseball brawls. Oh, yeah, man. Best, they're they're like, great. They're the best brawls in all of sports. I really think that. Like, I'll never not think that it's baseball. the whole team. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets in it. And, like, here's the thing. You see the bullpens running in. <laughs> like, basketball brawls just don't happen. No. Football, Actually, football, someone just gets in someone's face. And, and that's all pads, it'll ever be. They have pads on. Yeah. No one's getting hurt there. Uh, hockey, you fight too much to begin with. Well, not too much, but like you're expecting it. It's it in not hockey. the whole team, really. Yeah, but you're expecting it more in hockey. Yes. With baseball, like when things get going, oh, it's it's something, man. Those people get in it. Yo, not gonna lie, there were a few times this weekend where I thought redshirt Mike was gonna pop off on UConn. Hmm. I thought I was gonna have to hop in and see a frisbee brawl. If there was ever a frisbee brawl. That would be like, who, who stops that? Like, yeah, I know. There's no referee. We would have. I think everyone would just get tired and be like, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's let's not go down this rabbit hole. I would love to go down that rabbit hole of a frisbee um, brawl. That'd be so great. So remind me, please. You have on the notes here, Sanchez slash Javino. Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez. Aaron first, Sanchez. First start. Oh, the combined no. The hitter. combined no hitter. Okay, but it was his first start though. Yeah. Speaking about Andrews. trade deadline and things that didn't work out, he got hurt. He did get hurt. Shortly I remember I picked that. him up for fantasy after that no hitter start, and then he gets hurt like two starts later, and I'm yep. like, cool, really helping my playoff chances, Aaron. Yeah, but yeah, the combined no no that we're not a fan of. No. I don't like yeah. the combined no-no. Listen, like, I think it takes away a lot of what a no-hitter actually but is. Let's Tyler Skaggs combined no-no was that was different. That's a lot different. Very I, different. Yes. Like the circumstances for that are a lot different. Just wanted to clarify. But a regular combined no-hitter on August third, that kind of does nothing for me. Right. Like right. it's like okay, cool, no-hitter. Yeah. Woo. Like, if it was one pitcher, because the complete game just doesn't happen nowadays unless you do have a no-hitter going. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No-hitter with one pitcher, a lot more significant, obviously. But now, just combine no-hitter just takes away the excitement, takes away the energy, I Justin think. Verlander. He went, the di- he went the distance, and he was going for speed. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But he had a great... Let's that was talk against about the this Blue Jays. I remember closing out the season on one of the pods. I said he's going to win Cy Young. After watching Garrett Cole in the playoffs, I know you can't judge the playoffs. No, I was just about to say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I am really sick. I know you can't judge the playoffs, but I think Garrett Cole is going to get it over JV. Garrett Cole is getting it over JV. Yes. He absolutely is. Like, JV had a great year. I didn't but realize. It's Garrett Cole's time. Like, I knew Garrett Cole was amazing. I didn't. Re- I wasn't able to actually watch him pitch. Yeah, same. Until the playoffs. Yeah, and he's watching just... him in the playoffs was insane. Mm-hmm. Like I was very much like because I've only seen the highlights. Honestly, I've I was, seen I was blown away yeah. watching him. I was truly. He's a master of his craft, and I'm yeah. very excited to see. And where he's he about takes to get a fat check, bro. Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> he's gonna be making a million plus a start. Yeah. Like I think we talked about this on the last one, but like imagine just going to your job. I don't know if we talked this on the pod. I think we just talked about oh, this. I think we just talked about this in general, yeah. yeah. Just imagine going to your job that you only have to do something at, at most, 34 times a year, and then you could have a totally off day and still make over a million dollars. 34 times a year. Let's let's put that in retrospect here. That's a month and a couple days. Imagine going to work for a month and a couple days, not having to put in your 
not having to not put in your best effort, but you're you're obviously putting in your best effort. But not not having to. You can afford to have a bad day. Yeah, you can have a, a few. And bad people are days. still gonna love you. People are still gonna love you. You're still gonna pay a million to start. Yeah, like a million per day. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but no, JV had a no hitter. Um, that was special. That was in Toronto. His third no hitter. Yes, second in Toronto, right? Yeah, because he threw the 2011 one there. Yeah. Yeah, when he was with the Tigers. His 2007 one came against the Brewers at Comerica. Oh, wow. At least he got one at home. He did get one at home. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was cool. Um. 50 home run race, dude. That was insane. That home run race was actually a lot of fun. And only one guy hits 50 home runs. We'll get into that in a little bit later. Well, this leads into our next subject, though. The home run race... And then all the serious injuries that happened. Yelich. Yelich goes done. Trout. Done. Those those two get axed almost around the same time, too. Yeah. And those two were both at 44. Yeah. They were both very much. You think they could have beat Pete? I think because of the run that the Brewers were on, I think Yelich could have given him a nice run for his money. Yeah. And Mike Trout's just the best player in the game. I'm never going to count him out of anything. No, definitely not. I think at least one of them would have hit 50. So Yeah. Um, but also, another guy that was in that race who just fell off the second half, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, can we talk about Cody yeah. Bellinger? What happened second? to Cody Bellinger? His second half was absolute trash. I mean, I don't know if I'd say trash, but he definitely was just not the player he was in the first half. No, but... Because first half, it really felt like I can't. He, it it, was, it really felt like it was either going to be him or Yelich for MVP. And now the NL MVP is like maybe Yelich. Yeah, like it's kind of a toss up. You know, Bellinger's not getting it. He's he'll get votes. He'll finish. I I think he'll finish top three. Yeah, but he really shot himself in the re- foot. <coughs> I th- I really think he though, really if fell off. Uh, Cunha got forty forty, he would have been MVP. Yep, I, I really think so. But then. The Braves, like, it was their choice to make him. Like, he had an injury that he could have played through. Yeah. Like, you know, we need you, th- need they, you to lose in the playoffs. need you to lose in the first round of the playoffs. We need to give up 11 runs within the first, like, two innings. So. That was insane. But, yeah, there was a 50 home run race, which was that. It was hey, really interesting. Eugenio Suarez of the Reds finished with, like, 48. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Genius juice balls. Ju- uh, yeah, juice balls. Juice <laughs> balls for Suarez. There, there's something different in the water too in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, Aquino, dude. Yeah, freaking drinking the water out there. Something's different. I don't know what they're doing to it, but I'd like to have some of that. I'd like Big to hit some home machine, runs. Baby. I'd like to hit some home runs. Uh, players' weekend. Yo, those uniforms were trash. Not gonna lie. That's why I put that in there. I wanted to talk how bad the uniforms were. I don't want to talk I, some smack. I didn't think they were that bad. <clears throat> I thought, but I can understand. Compared to previous seasons, yes. where like they were colorful and they were cool, like this year, I think they were trying to go for more of that sleek design. And again, I think I've talked about the about this before on the podcast. MLB's a business first and foremost. Yeah, dude. They're putting out these new jerseys to sell more, put out something new, get money out of it. I get that, but these jerseys, like, I were I wasn't a big fan. I. I I preferred the black ones over the white ones. And I also didn't like I how... actually preferred the white ones over the black ones. Whoa. See, my other big thing was that the pitchers that wore the whites had to wear a black hat. Yeah. Because of the ball. Which was, that was actually kind of funny to see. That was funny to see, but like, why can't we just go back to the... like? And the cool thing is about the other like old Players Weekend jerseys was that like it was the alternate colors, too, of the team. Like, I know yeah. for the Mets, it was more orange than blue, which I thought was really cool. And I know they did that for a lot of teams, too. I, like, I think with the Yankees, it was more, like, blue than gray, if I'm not mistaken. For last year's? Yes. Not this year's, but last year's. Yes. It was a blue shirt. With the gray sleeves. With the gray sleeves. Yeah, right. it's more of the secondary color for teams than it is the first. Yeah. And I, I like that, too. It gives it gives the uniforms a new style, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah. Wild card races. Yo. So the, before it got into like September, August was really insane. The NL was a crapshoot at the time. Yeah, like I genuinely like we talked about it a lot on the on the pod. That's usually what we would open with most of the time. Yeah, really much uh, just a giant crapshoot of 
who's going to get that spot. And then the last few weeks, it was just... Here's the thing. It went from being like in a seven-team race to a two-team race like that. Yeah. Two or three-team race. Two or three, yeah. Yeah. Because the Mets, the Mets like to say, hey, I'm, Mets, I'm still here. The Mets went all the way up, dropped, and then tried to go back up again. Yep. But it was too little too late for the boys. And, and then the wild card team nationals are now your 2019 World Series champions. You know, I, we've said this a lot, but we haven't said it on the pod. If you told me on July 8th or whatever the All-Star game was, you said, hey, Will, the Nationals are going to win the wild card game and then beat the Astros in seven games in the World Series. Dude, I probably would have, like, kicked you off of this podcast forever. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> I would have been like, dude, that's the most, like, crazy thing you could have ever told me. But, like, that's how baseball works. Because Dodgers just didn't show up. Clayton Kershaw postseason still haunts him. Yeah. I I, I kind of bringing him in instead of your closer. The Dodgers just I mean, I'm not surprised that Dave Roberts still has a job, but damn, he cut it too close. Yeah, he Leaving did. in Joe Kelly for a second inning too. And hey, happened at the last couple weeks, if not the last week. Pete Alonso broke the record. That was hot. That was so hot, dude. Like letting the Mets fans have some some glory. You know, it wasn't a bad it wasn't that bad of a year in Queens, I gotta say that. We had Pete Alonso. We Jeff had a, McNeil. McHits, the squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel. JD he, Davis. Does he not like that nickname? I haven't heard him say that he doesn't like it, but just because he looks like a squirrel. <laughs> Well, he acts like a squirrel, too. He's so, you know, he always runs. He gets on base. He does all those little McHits. things. Big McHits. He's a good kid. I like I, him. I'm excited. The Mets have a nice core that I'm excited to see grow. And until they find a way to Mets this up by signing some overaged, not good free agent to a contract that's too much money and then not doing or anything to help their bullpen. I didn't like it at first, but if they get Terry Collins as the bench coach, I'll like it better. Yeah, you really like Terry Collins? As I've told the fellow Met fans on the Frisbee team, because we had a big Mets meeting about this, obviously. <laughs> There's actually w- way too many Mets fans in the bucket. On the, We've on talked the about team. making a group chat. It's been discussed. You should. I honestly really want to. I want to set that up. There's a solid seven or eight kids on the Frisbee who are, team. Who like diehard Mets fans, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we had our Mets meeting. And wait, what were we talking about? Terry Collins. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally forgot why Freaking we were Dory talking. over here. Short-term memory loss. Hey, whoa, watch it. I know what I have. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we were talking about Terry Collins, and I was like, you know, when Terry Collins was a manager, I didn't really have a big opinion on him. I liked how he like got behind his players and like called them out on stuff and held guys accountable, but always stood up for them in the press. Yeah. I loved that. I thought some of his in-game decisions were a little questionable. But I feel that overall, I liked him more than I hated him. And then we got Mickey Calloway, and that was just a circus act of always. Didn't oh, you like Mickey Calloway? I loved when they first got him because he was so hyped, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's gonna be good. And then he is like, oh, I'm gonna goof up a lineup card in like the third week of the season. I'm gonna make myself look stupid. I'm always gonna say we're we're not out of it, and we're gonna be winners, and we're everyone's gonna go home with ice cream. That was Mickey Calloway, and I'm like, get out. And every Met fan felt that way. So, yikes! Um, that made me appreciate Collins more. That's the moral of the story. I appreciate Terry Collins a lot more now. I feel that. Um, so wait, also, about- wait, can we we gotta go back to wild card race? So let's talk a little bit about the AL because we did not talk about the AL. Oh no, we didn't even talk the AL because even though that was mostly just a two team race, that was the closest race. Even it was though- very close to see it was gonna be one or two, and then the, the Indians, Indians were, were right in it for there too. they were in it for a while and they kind of they just. Slumped off. The Red Sox were there for a little bit, but then they... And that wild card game was crazy. Uh, that was really crazy. I I was obviously very much hyping up the A's. A's just didn't come through. The Rays just literally... They had, what, like three or four home runs? Yeah. And also, like, we'll dive into this a little bit more. Actually, fuck it. We're just going to dive into it right now. Playoffs, just kind of an overview, like, of what happened. Because we've talked a lot about the playoffs on the podcast. I don't want to beat that even more. Yeah. But, like, 
The Rays came out swinging against the Astros, too. Yeah, they did. They Brought really them to did. game five. They did. The Rays were a very pleasant surprise. Okay. This playoffs. A lot of fun. A lot, a of, uns- lot of fun. A lot of fun because there was a lot of uncertainty. What you thought was going to happen did not happen. Man, we didn't even me- I didn't even mention this on, the, on our last pod because we tried to recap the playoffs. No, we recapped the World Series. World Series. We went series by series. Dude, this playoffs, AL wild card, Rays completely destroyed the A's. NL wild card, the Brewers were without Yelich, so that the Nats won. And also, if Yelich was there, keep in mind, during that wild card game, the play that changed everything was the hit to right field that the rookie goofed up. If Yelich was in right field, that play is made. Yeah. Brewers potentially win that game yeah and then let's talk about this for a sec the nats beat the dodgers yes rays brought houston to game five that's crazy then st louis beat atlanta yes which was also insane putting up 10 runs in the first inning yes and then it kind of got more level after that i mean Yankees steamrolled the Twins. Steamrolled the Twins. And then it was an okay series against the Astros for the Yankees. You're only saying that. I mean, no, I see where you're coming from, but like. Game six, like, it was this, what people expected to happen. Yeah, I'll agree with that. There w- The series was okay. Like up the until Yankees that- winning game one was huge. Yes. That was but huge. Up until that point, everything was going Exactly opposite of what people thought would happen. Yes. Until that series. Yeah. You know? And uh, NL side of things, freaking the Cardinals just stayed in their nest. Wow. Good job. Yeah. On the fly, dude. I thought that on the <laughs> fly. Cardinals stayed in their nest and the Nationals just were like. didn't show up. No. At all. Like. Anibal Sanchez was through a no hitter. I said this last night when we were uh, doing the bracket because I don't know how it came up. But oh yeah, we were talking about um, how no hitters or perfect games always have that one play, that like the sick play that changes everything. Yeah, that keeps the momentum going. I really thought when Ryan Zimmerman made the layout diving catch in the eighth, he inning, looked like Superman. I thought that was gonna be the play that yep. like I thought from there like this is happening. It, it's not even just like a thing; it's a fact. If you look at any. No hitter or perfect game in history. There's always one ridiculous defensive play that saves the game. That's true. It's true. It's usually late in games too. Yeah, it's usually later too. Mm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But you can literally, maybe not 100 percent of the time, 90 percent of the ones that you watch, more than less. There's always that one absolutely ridiculous play that has to be made on de- on the defense. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, playoffs are really fun to watch. World Series in general was a lot of fun to watch too. Especially I think game, I think the games in Washington were a little dry. Yeah, the games in Washington were dry, but the first two and the last two were yes, insane. The games in Houston were big because no one expected the Nationals to come out swinging against Colin Verlander. Against Colin Verlander in Houston. Yeah. No one expected that. Games in D.C. were a little dry, but the Astros made their comeback. But then Game 6 was great. Yes, I and thought. Game 7 was game set. Game 7 was exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like, I wanted a good game, and that's exactly what we got. Yeah. All right, let's not happen to, to the World Series too much because you just did that. Mm-hmm. Listen to our last podcast for the full yeah. breakdown. Listen to, if you want a full recap of the playoffs in With general. With Natalia. That was fun. Yes, that was a great episode. She had a lot of great insight. That was the World Series episode. But if you're curious to hear... Our takes on the division series or the championship series. We have other episodes on that too, so go yes, give those a listen. Yeah. yeah, please. We're really pitching the pod. This is the yeah, first we time we're actually pitching old episodes. I know. Uh, if if you want to go back and listen to what our takes were on anything on the second half that we didn't leave in this episode, just go to listen to all the episodes. Yeah, we're probably even though the what first we're talking about then is not where we're talking about yeah, now. The first I just gotta say it now. The first eight episodes are so shot. Yeah, they are. on Skype. Skype. Oof. We tried. Anyway, let's end this with a fun one. Yeah. Sickest throwback or alternate uniform in the second half. I already know mine. That's why I want to put it in here. Those Marlin jerseys, the cutoffs they wore, 
for the throwback weekend with the teal lettering and oh dude can you give me some options what other teams did the reds wore a lot of throwbacks i know that oh the the cutoffs yeah the reds did the reds wore like five or six different throwbacks this year those blue cutoffs actually weren't that bad those marlins cutoffs were so hot that's just the first thing that came to my mind so i really just wanted to put that in there okay let's let's just let's break this down for a sec if you had to pick one oh don't do this to me Throwback, I know where you're going. One throwback jersey. What would it be? Here's the. Thing. I already know my answer. Go with yours, because I have like a million in my head that I need as to much know as I don't like the Astros. Ah, I would choose their rainbow jersey. You have said this before. Yep. See, for me. Wait, real real quick. In town ball one year. Oh, this is a perfect segue into what I would talk about next. In town ball one year. We got jerseys and like there was only like three or four teams, so they were able to increase the budget a little bit for us to get jerseys. Mm-hmm. Our coach like screwed up the order or something or wasn't able to get the jerseys that we wanted. We were like this close from getting to be able to wear the Astros rainbow jerseys in town ball. That's hot. Because another team chose the White Sox uh-huh. and they got the red and black Sox jerseys. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. That's hot. Yeah. So what's yours? Okay, so here's the top three, and I'll narrow from there because I got to talk about them a little bit. Top three, one, the Diamondbacks, white with the like the A in the top left corner. That's my current. No, I lied. I lied. With the purple, I did have those as my show jerseys. That is a hot jersey. I've always really liked those. They wear the purple hats with those. Oh, don't even. I love, love Devil Rays jerseys. That's my current jersey in the show. I, like, I prefer the mid two thousands ones to the nineties ones, like where they wore like the dark green. Yeah. Instead of like the rainbow, I still really like those, but the dark green ones are very nice. And the third one, man, those Marlins cutoffs are just so hot. Those <laughs> early two thousands Marlins are so hot. I, I can't pick just one. If I were to I, pick one for you, is, you know what? You know another one that I just, dude. This was a hard question because I just thought of like three more. I just want to say one of them. Yeah. The first one that came to my head, the Padres camo. I, w- I was going to say that one. If Those you that. are so hot. Hey, as a Mets fan, what about the blacks? Dude, we you didn't, were, P- didn't Pete Alonso say he wants to bring that back? I don't know if Pete Alonso said that, but the Some, Mets blacks are my all-time favorite Mets jerseys next yep. to the 86 home jerseys. I feel like I saw a tweet from Pete Alonso. Saying that he wants to bring them back Friday nights, wear the blacks. Dude, if they bring back black jerseys, I'm totally buying one. Like, yeah, with the little that I have in my bank account, I will. I will go walk streets and pick up pennies to buy a Pete Alonso black <laughs> jersey. If they bring back the black Mets jerseys, speaking of jerseys, uh, wait, you probably heard it a lot this weekend because I think we said, I think the yeah. Mets fans said it like three times about how they wanted the black jerseys back in the no, hotel. I feel like Pete Alonso said something. But speaking of what we talked about this weekend, I was trying to think. Of how I was going to add Kem into the pocket. It's tradition to shout out Kem in the podcast. But he did send me. No, he sent me a message. He usually sent me tweets. But he sent me a message. There's a leak that shows the Yankee jersey with a Nike swoosh on it. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that either. Just because, does this mean we're getting into more like branding in baseball now? Or, I mean, also it's on the Yankee jersey too. And I know how like the Yankee jersey is very. Right. I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is, but I'm doing a hand motion. Iconic. Yes. That's the word I was going for. Here's the thing. To throw a Nike swoosh on it. It's kind of a more of a modern thing. I mean, obviously. And I also don't want branding in baseball. Every single jersey. I don't know what company does Majestic. Yes. They have the thing at the bottom, though. I don't mind that. Everything the one where they have, they have on, the like, little the triangle. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like if but we're going. Having a Nike swoosh on the front of a Yankee jersey? No. No. We're getting too modern, and that's when you're starting to brand baseball at this point. Yep. And. The... But, like, <sighs> think about it. Like, high school jerseys, college jerseys, they have it on there. Yeah, that's totally different, though. But having it on the iconic pinstripes of the Yankees jersey 
They had they wore ads on jerseys and in the London series, right? Yes, they did. I don't want that to be a thing. And they wore it on the helmets too, on the side of the helmets. That better not be a thing. That better not make its way overseas. Or I know that myself and a lot of other baseball fans are gonna have a problem with it. Yep. Because you're starting to see Wait, another sports. Wait, what's the too. London series in 2020? Cubs Cardinals. Okay. They're trying. Oh to, I think God. they're trying to do those big rivalries first. Yo, you know what's crazy? It's what? off season. And we're seeing commercials now for the uh, um, uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. That's game. gonna be cool. That's gonna be really. We're cool. We're already seeing commercials for it. MLB wants to hype that up, and I don't blame them. Hype you it know, up for the eight thousand total fans that get to go to the game. Yeah, but they're they're gonna get a lot of viewership. Off oh, of that for too. sure. That's yeah. gonna be that's a big deal. Like they got a lot of viewership off the London series too. Yeah, they did. So that joke of it freaking <laughs> series, man. juiced balls for days. Yeah. That's uh, that was that was that first, first game. That first game was a football score. It was. It really was. It was 16, 13, 16, 14, something like that. Like six hour game. Yeah. Basically. Give me a give me a break. That was crazy. But yeah. Wow. Anything else we want to talk I, about? You know, I think we wrapped. You know, here's the thing. I think we put I think we put a box out. And we were throwing these items in for the second half. Yeah, some of the things and then, you say, man. <laughs> and then when these items were in the box, we said, okay, we think we have enough. And we probably forgot a few things to put in the box. Definitely. But we closed up the box like we're doing right now. And we're about to seal it shut with some nice tape and put it away. And we can always look back on the memories. But <laughs> they're just going away right now. I think I need to get some sleep. Yeah, okay, so... Uh... Yeah, no, that was good. That was fun. I Reminiscing like on the season. Hey, our first our first full season as a company. That's true. First, I mean we we haven't done a fir- a full season as a podcast yet. That's next uh, All Star break. Yes, or not All Star break, but around that time. It, the The anniversary will be July fifth. And wow. I have I told you what I want to do. On the anniversary. No, but don't tell it on the pod. We'll keep it a okay, secret. Okay, well, I'll shut off. Uh, no, I won't shut off my mic. When the moment this ends, I'm going to tell you. Facts. I like ending with a cliffhanger. Yeah. All right. See you on the next one.